If you have been in any mom's group on Facebook, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. All anyone is talking about. Ooh, are you homeschooling? What about you? Are you sending your kids in? Will you be doing the distance learning program? Whatever the coming school year may bring for your family, it's important to consider what effect the changes from COVID-19 will have on your little one's sleep. Today, that's exactly what we'll be exploring. How to keep your little one's healthy sleep habits intact while still addressing any concerns, uncertainties, and anxieties they may have. Hi there. If you found us, you're probably a tired parent. Am I right? It's the middle of the night or the middle of the day, and sleep just isn't happening. Well, this isn't Mean Girls. You should definitely not stop trying to make sleep happen. In fact, I'd say sleep, or really the lack thereof, is preventing other things in life from happening. Loving, learning, living your best life as a family. Maybe your baby won't sleep through the night, or your little one's nap schedule is erratic at best. Maybe you just can't get your toddler out of your bed and into theirs. You're not alone, and you're not without solutions. Solutions that we have. Solutions that will have you sleeping like a mother of a well-rested baby. This is the Sleep Like a Mother podcast. Welcome. I'm Ashley Rizzo, certified pediatric sleep consultant, parenting coach, and director of Well-Rested Baby. We're a team of mamas and certified sleep consultants that help children of all ages all over the world get the sleep they need. I'm a mama to not one, but two sets of twins. Yes, you heard that correctly, two sets of twins, and they're only 15 months apart. Sleep makes my life possible, and so I've made it my mission to help families develop healthy sleep habits in their home so that they too can experience life as it was meant to be lived, well-rested. Today, we're talking about your child's sleep and COVID-19. As I'm sure you know, children thrive on routine. Without a sense of time, they rely on schedules, outings, and activities to manage their expectations. Without much of anything resembling normal these days, little ones are left without a firm understanding of what to expect. This will be true whether your little one is returning to school, starting school, or learning from home for the first time. It will be different from what they have experienced in the past. For some, this may result in anxiety, drumming up a number of less than ideal sleep behaviors. After all, anxiety in kids doesn't necessarily surface as it does for adults. It may show itself as new fears or old fears resurfacing. It could be trouble falling asleep or they could start wandering from their bed. Regardless, healthy sleep habits are not something you want to let slip. Adequate sleep is linked to all of the things we could use in our life right now. Boosted immune systems, greater attention spans, emotional regulation, and more. Luckily, you can tackle both sleep and any uncertainty your child is facing, helping your entire family get the sleep you need. The key to success is open communication, communication that is free from judgment and instills a sense of confidence and safety. You're going to start this dialogue by calling a family meeting. Yes, I'm sure you've had plenty of family time over the past several months. I know I have, but this is going to be time that you set aside for your entire family to talk about what your kids may be feeling. You'll talk about the benefits of sleep for the entire family. 
And you're going to talk about how you will work together to ensure everyone gets all the sleep they need. This is something that as parents and caregivers, you're going to want to plan for. Plan for a time when your child will be in a good mood and receptive. Avoid the end of the day when their energy tanks are probably running pretty low. If it were my family, I'd also avoid meeting when we're heading into mealtime or snack time because when hunger's at its peak, my kids are hangry. So once your family is well-fed and gathered, the first thing you'll want to address is their feelings. I think we can all safely agree that it's understandable a child may be facing some anxiety at this time. We're facing uncertain times, not only in regards to the pandemic and their education, but with the upheaval in our society as a whole right now. Children sense it all. The good news is, whatever anxiety your little one is facing, it's likely only situational, and it will pass as a new norm is established and daily routines settle. In the meantime, though, what they're experiencing is just their body and brain doing exactly what it was meant to do. See, for the sake of this discussion, the brain is separated into two parts, the upstairs brain and the downstairs brain. The downstairs brain is emotionally driven, and its job its job is to keep us alive. If it senses danger, it reacts, and man, we are out of there. This is what we're seeing in action, whether your child is upset or whether it be about the current circumstances or their big sister taking their toy. So the first thing we have to do is move them out of that emotional downstairs brain and move them on upstairs to the more rational upstairs brain. As parents, we're going to do this with our words. We're going to validate, validate, validate. Let your child know it's okay to feel whatever emotions have overcome them. Validation alone can take away 50% of a child's angst and worry. This is true in this scenario or, again, when it comes down to sharing or wanting something they can't have. So, for example, speaking to school. I know you miss your friends. They are so fun to be around. Or, I know you're worried about getting sick. Getting sick is not fun, and we don't want you to get sick either. You could say, I know, it's different to have school on the computer. Your classroom was such a great place to be. It's so important that we don't dismiss their feelings as no big deal. Because regardless of what they're sharing with you, I can assure you it is a very big deal to them. When we validate, we're telling our children, you know, we're here, we're listening, and we are on the same team as you, buddy. This is going to keep their wall of defense down. It's going to help them move from that emotional downstairs brain to the upstairs logical brain, which which I should mention, the upstairs brain, yeah, that's not fully built until the age of 25. So kids are a long way off from being able to fully address things logically. And even at 25, it is constantly under construction as we learn new things, right? I mean, even just looking at my own thoughts over these past few months, I worry, I learn, and then I move on logically. We're all a work in progress. Anyway, we've validated their feelings and now now we're going to take it one step further. If your little one's open to the suggestion 
I say you name their worries. You could call them Wilma the Worrier or Sammy Sadness. This is going to come in handy in future situations. You know, when they're expressing concerns, they may be overcome with emotion or they may just be acting off. You can ask, is this you or Wilma the Worrier? When they can separate themselves from the emotions and from the actions, they can more easily take control. And after we've acknowledged all of these differences in their lives, we're going to point out all of the similarities because yes, there are so many things that are different, but so many things remain the same. You can explore your idea with this family in general, but consider this. They have the same mommy. They have the same daddy. They have the same pet. They have the same toys, books, games, house, favorite blanket, bed. Well, they might not have the same house. I don't know if it is true where you are, but where I am, the housing market is bonkers. So so maybe you have moved. But you can think of all the other things that are true um, and, and explore this idea with them. You know, and hopefully as you're doing so, their sense of security is building and you can use this time to share your plan. Let them know. Let them know that everyone is working together. Let them know that the scientists who know the virus best, that the people in charge of your state, your town, your school, principals, teachers, literally everyone is working together to share with everyone what to do to stay safe and stay healthy. And then once you've explored outside your home, I want you to bring it back to your family unit because this is going to make it much more tangible for children. Their home, that's their safe place. And so when you let them know that as a family, you're doing everything you can to keep each other safe, that's going to feel really good for them. So for example, you know, you are a family that cleans, you wash your hands, you eat well, maybe you're still wiping down your groceries, you exercise to stay healthy, you get the sleep that you need to stay healthy. Ah, right? Do you see how this is coming together? I said, get the sleep you need to stay healthy. So in order to get the sleep that your bodies need, you need to have rules to make sure that everyone in your family is feeling their very best. This is the perfect opportunity for you to speak to the sleep issues that you're facing, right? You're going to tell your little one what they can't do, but with that, you're also going to tell them what they can do. Think of it this way. If they knew how you wanted them to act, you may not be having the issue that you're having in the first place, right? Kiddos don't necessarily wake up each day thinking how they're going to make us mad or how they're going to break the rules. They are so sweet and they're so true and they want to make us happy. So taking this all the way back to validating, I know you'd like to sleep with your sister. She's a great snuggler and her bed is so comfy. To get healthy sleep, we all need to sleep in our own space. You can't sleep in your sister's bed. You can sleep in your bed with your favorite stuffed animal. Or you could say, I know you like to lay with me. I love cuddling with you too, buddy. 
I can't lay with you until you fall asleep, but you can cuddle with your stuffed animal. You can't get out of bed in the middle of the night, but you can. And then let's see, you can look at pictures of your family. And remember, we're a family following the rules to stay healthy. You can't get out of bed in the middle of the night, but you can take 10 deep breaths. You can't get out of bed in the middle of the night, but you can put a worry heart in the worry jar. You know, that that idea in particular, you know, you will need some advanced work, you know, cutting out the hearts and leaving them with a jar or a can near your little one's bed. But the idea is you can find an exercise that works particularly well for your child. You know them best. Then you're going to wrap up your family meeting by planning for success because there's no way you're not going to succeed when you work together. So when we get all the sleep that we need as a family, we're going to have the energy we need to stay healthy, but we're also going to have all the energy we need to do the fun things that you guys like to do. So share this idea and come up with a list of activities you can do together when the sleep rules are followed and you're feeling well-rested and you have the energy. In the days of social distancing or, you know, I'm not sure where your state or city is, but this may take some creativity. So I recommend including really big items such as, you know, going to the park or going for a swim, going on a hike, but then also make a list of some more immediately available items such as play hide and seek or make your favorite breakfast together or play their favorite game, you know, what, whatever that may be. We're not rewarding them for following the sleep rules because they're doing that to keep your family healthy. That's an intrinsic motivation we want them to have. What we're doing is celebrating all the energy that you have. So we've laid out the rules and now here comes the tough part. This is the part you're in charge of. Are you ready? You have to implement it consistently. This is going to do two things. This is going to demonstrate that you say what you mean and you mean what you say. This will give more strength to the words that you gave regarding your family's preparedness and staying together and working together to be healthy. And over time, this consistency is exactly what's going to establish those healthy sleep habits you are working towards. So is this going to be easy? Gosh, no, probably not. Is it going to be fun? Again, no. Is it going to be worth it? Yes, absolutely. Remember being well-rested? It was awesome in case you've forgotten. So before I wrap up, guys, I want to leave you with a few more tips to get you and your family really set up for success. I want you to watch your screen time, and I know how many people are going to give you that advice. I'm not talking about just how much they're watching because we all need to have the screen on sometimes more days than others, but we want to watch how much they're watching as they head into bedtime. Our bodies read the blue light given off by TVs and other screens as natural light. And so this can really reduce and slow our melatonin production. That's not going to help anybody fall asleep. But we also want to watch what they're consuming and even what you're consuming. 
They're always listening and always watching what we're up to. Now, another thing that's going to go a long way in helping you reach your sleep goals is an early bedtime. When we're overtired, our bodies produce sleep-fighting hormones that make it difficult to fall asleep, and it makes it difficult to stay asleep. This alone can lead to any number of sleep issues, bedtime battles, overnight wakings, you name it. So if you haven't downloaded our bedtime guide, please do. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Make sure you just take a moment, download it, make sure you're asking your child to go to bed at an appropriate time. This guide is really great for four years to four months or, you know, flip that four months to four years. After that, if your little one's having a hard time, it's okay to have them go to sleep early. Now, I do have a few preferred resources as far as tools, books to help your little ones understand the importance of sleep, the all the goodness it does for our bodies, um, and even to help them manage their emotions. So if you'd like a link to these items, please send me an email personally. I would love, love, love to hear from you. You can reach me at ashley at wellrestedbaby.com. That's Ashley, plain old-fashioned, A-S-H-L-E-Y at wellrestedbaby.com. Mamas, thank you so much for listening. It takes a village, and I'm absolutely honored that you've allowed me into yours. If you liked what you heard today, please be sure to leave a review. That's how people find us. Let's help build this village for others. If you want to learn more, please visit our website, wellrestedbaby.com. You're going to find sleep tips, show notes, and more about Well Rested Baby, our philosophies, and all of our services. You're also going to find a link to our free Facebook community. Just a little bit of a spoiler alert for you guys. We do not judge. We're here to help you find a solution to your loved one's sleep in a matter that reflects your comfort level, not ours. After all, I'm not Regina George. Sleep is not my gold hoops, and you can absolutely get in on this well-rested trend too. Join us next time. Just hit the subscribe button where we'll chat how to help your child adjust their sleep schedule in preparation for school, whatever that will look like in your home this year. Until then, sweet dreams and lots of coffee.